how do you define abstinence for clients and sort of the population that's listening? Do you want to go, Jeannie? I was going to say Rochambeau. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, that seems like an easy, it seems like an easy answer. And yet it, like, for example, it depends on what, if a client's in 12 step programs, their abstinence generally depends on what program they're in and how their, how their program defines it. So it's this complex, like, for example, mm. what's sexaholics anonymous defines sobriety and what's the difference between sobriety and abstinence, but sobriety or abstinence as uh, no sex with self or others. So masturbation is just included in the definition of, and then something like sex addicts anonymous has a whole different definition that someone defines for themselves, what's healthy, what's not. So I don't know if do you, how do you guys, and well, the, interpret it and, and the deal with abstinence. Right. So when we say of abstaining from something, it means that we're not doing that thing. Abstaining from alcohol, abstaining from drugs, it means we are, you know, a person is not doing that thing. So if, uh, abstinence from sex, um, then potentially that person has to define what sex is. So then we get into the whole piece of if, if someone says they're abstaining, are they also not masturbating? Are they masturbating or are they not masturbating? So that's another piece of, of this conversation is when someone says I'm being abstinent, um, does that mean they're being celibate? And is that, you know, is that the same thing or not? My understanding is celibacy is absolutely no sexual contact of any kind. Is that your guys' definition of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say that. But for me, celibacy is also an ongoing state, an ongoing experience. Uh, whereas abstinence in the way that we're talking about it is a period of time. And that period of time is really for the purpose of clinical intervention or biological intervention, especially when we're talking addiction, that neurological piece of changing the, the behavior patterns, changing some of that neurology and withholding, not withholding, but abstaining from the sexual behaviors for a period of time. Because because that way, well, two things, right? Oh, so many things. Now my head just blew up, Dan, darn it. Okay, because neurology, if we're not traveling down those neurological pathways and using our sex or sexual experiences to cope, we have to create other neural pathways. So that's one reason. Two, I think it also provides opportunity for an addict to understand the sexual energy and to create some mastery over sexual energy of when is it appropriate to have that present and how do I rein it back in when it's not appropriate? Three, partners, betrayed partners might feel safer <clears throat> knowing that the person with the compulsive sexual behavior issue is working on sexual energy and abstaining from sexual behavior, which again is treatment oriented. Did I list the one you were thinking of, Dan? Or are you thinking? Yeah, of no, and I, that's I, yeah, I think so. It's interesting. I, I when I think celibacy, I think of a relational component to it because I could have, you know, and we, we can define abstinence a little bit more. But you know, I could theoretically have sexual contact with my partner, um, and it could be relational. But I could be abstaining from problematic sexual behaviors. So I could be doing both. To me, if I'm celibate, I'm not. I I would define it. I'm not sexual self or others. And I, I actually see it as a period of time, but I think there's a relational piece and I don't know what you guys do, but 
I think it gets, let's say I'm working with a person with a, the sexual compulsive sexual behaviors. Um, I'm, I usually will recommend uh, an abstinence period at the beginning, just because we need that reboot time. And I, sometimes I think of like a food fast. We're not saying, cause I think this is where the, we get sometimes uh, seen as like we're anti-sex or something by, by suggesting this, which I don't think is the case. I think it's more giving that there are brains and bodies a chance to cope and find new ways of, of coping with life as opposed to using sex and sexuality. Um, but I think if I'm working with that person and I'm recommending this, how do I translate that to the partner as a partner on board? I mean, there's so many relational pieces to this, uh, especially sometimes betrayed partners early on feel uh, if we're not having sex or not sexual, then they get anxious because like, well, if we're not doing it, then, you know, I'm afraid that, that he's going to go out and, you know, do whatever he was doing before. So I'm just curious what, how you all handle that in terms of, if you do you even see celibacy as the same as having a relational component and how do you manage that in a coupleship? ship? 